You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're here for March Madness discussion, analysis, and picks, you've come to the right spot. You are locked on the NBA draft. It is a Wednesday morning, which means two things. Number one, I am your host, Sam Ferris, and I'm excited to talk college basketball. But most importantly, it means that the first round of the NCAA tournament starts tomorrow. If you're a college basketball fan like I am, then this is like Christmas to you. And I've got a guest joining me today. We're going to hit on every topic as it relates to the NCAA tournament over the next 40 minutes. We're going to talk about our final four picks. We're going to talk about which side of the bracket is the most difficult, which one is the weakest, which number one seed is the weakest, our upset picks, our favorite prospect matchups, and much more. It's all coming over the next 40 minutes. Got a great guest to discuss it with me. But first, this episode is sponsored by Prize Picks. Check out pricepicks.com and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Pricepicks is daily fantasy made easy. And before we get into the discussion, I just want to say thank you for listening to this show, making this podcast your first listen today. And hopefully that is the case every day. But without further ado, it's March. It's time for March Madness. It all starts tomorrow. Let's get into the discussion, and I'm going to welcome on the guest that I've got now. All right, let's welcome on the guest that I've got on today. He is a friend of the show, been on and accompanied me to talk draft prospects on multiple occasions. It is C.T. Fazio. So, C.T., thank you so much for taking the time this afternoon to join me. Today, we've got, of course, March Madness to talk about. Basically starts, uh, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, the first round games start tomorrow. So it's almost here. This is kind of like the Christmas for us, you know, big college basketball fans. So a great time of year to have you on CT. And how's it going for you? Hey, Sam. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I know we always talk, you know, draft prospects, but, um, you know, first and foremost, I'm a big college basketball fan. So this is one of the best best weeks of the year and especially too with with the draft you know quickly approaching too um you know it's always a great time to uh get into march yeah so let's get into it here and i thought you know a lot of the different podcasts or people you listen to analyze they like to start from the outside and move in let's kind of cut to the chase here and talk about who we have in our final four and from there we'll we'll kind of move out um so go from kind of the final four our final picks, and then move out to some of the first and second round games. Some of the things we might talk about are maybe an upset game or two. We're going to pick which bracket we think is the strongest and the weakest, and also a couple fun prospect matchups, you know, whether they're in the first round or also looking down the line in the tournament. Um, But let's start with the final four CT. I'll let you go first. Um, as you go through and reveal who you have in the final four, feel free to add, you know, um, which to you, which final four team was the 
the least sure that you were of as you were making your picks and kind of any other thought process high level that went into you arriving at the final four that you picked? Yeah. So for my, my final four, um, definitely was, definitely was tough choices to make, uh, getting there. Uh, but my final four is Gonzaga, Tennessee, Kansas, and Purdue. Um, I really think, you know, three of those teams are, have been, you know, some of the best teams in the league, the best team in the, in the, in the country, um, Purdue, Kansas, and Gonzaga, uh, Tennessee, obviously just won the SEC, uh, title, but, um, I really like Tennessee's bracket and how that kind of shapes out for them. So that's why I really have them, um, you know, in that, in that South region coming out of there. Um, I think Gonzaga actually, you know, really has an underrated bracket as far as difficulty goes. Yep. And then uh, Kansas, you know, having to get to the final would have to go through Iowa, uh, Auburn too as well, which I don't – Auburn has kind of really not played that well over the past couple of weeks. Um, and then Purdue as well where they, you know, have to go through Baylor and Kentucky. So, um, I think all around actually uh, each region has difficult matchups, but um, I just – I feel pretty good with where I'm at as far as picking that final four. Sweet. So, we did not reveal – well, you revealed one of your final four to me, and that was the only one that we actually had different. So that's really interesting. I had Gonzaga, Tennessee, Kansas, but I actually, you know, I forced myself to pick a little bit of a sleeper, pick some upsets. And so I went with UCLA, actually out of the East bracket. And so, so let's start with that East bracket, because that's where we kind of diverge a little bit. And to me, that was the hardest one to pick. That's kind of why I ended up with UCLA there. Um so my thought process there is CT Baylor to me is the weakest number one seed, like by a pretty significant margin. They're kind of limping into the tournament at this point, both Mm -hmm. in terms of just the results lately, they haven't been winning games. I think they lost in the first round of their conference tournament. And I believe that no team has ever won the NCAA tournament, having lost in the first round of their conference tournament. Interesting nugget there, but also injuries, um, LJ Cryer, one of their key guards, has been dealing with injuries. I think he's, like, questionable to play. And then one of their bigs, Chamwa Chachua, is also kind of up in the air still, whether he's going to play. And so they don't have the full array of players. They just haven't been playing quite as well lately. Let's see. Yes, they did lose to Oklahoma in the first round of the Big 12 tournament. Mm -hmm. And so I view them... Am I off there, CT? I, I, I view them as pretty significantly the weakest number one seed of this crop. I would I would definitely agree with that. You know, you see Arizona playing really well this year in the Pac-12. Gonzaga's been dominant all year, and then Kansas as well. Um, you know, they've been really good in the Big 12. I definitely agree with that take. If you really look at Baylor's kind of route to get to the finals, you know, going through Marquette or Carolina in that first game, I picked Marquette to win that, that first round game against North Carolina. If you look at Justin Lewis, a guy who's going to give Baylor some matchup problems, in my opinion, um, mm-hmm. You know, they have Kendall yep. Brown, they have Jeremy Sokon, who are two guys who can match up with them. But, you know, I've, I've watched the Big East pretty closely this year being a St. John's fan. And Justin Lewis, he had a, a, an extremely dominant year. Yeah. So I feel like that matchup even could give him problems, could give them problems. And then, like you said before, you know, seeing UCLA, um, you know, being that extra, even Indiana, if they win that as well, um, you know, having Trace Jackson Davis. I just feel like there's a lot of matchup problems where there's some dominant bigs um, that can really kind of feast inside and have their way. No, that's those are really good points. You talked about a fun potential prospect game, second round. Justin Lewis, a wing who a lot of people really like. You know, I think he might end up being a first round pick. And if not, at some point, I still think he's probably an NBA player. Another fun prospect game, one step further down the line, would be 
Purdue, Kentucky in that Definitely. same bracket where Jaden Ivey, to me, he might be certainly one of the three or four most exciting players to watch in college basketball. And I've talked about this a lot, but when he is in the open court, when he's got a head of steam, like it's breathtaking. It's kind of like yep. the college version of, of John Morant, right? And so sure. I want to see that Ty Ty Washington matchup with him because they're very, both very good prospects, but also different. And so anytime we can see two potential lottery picks play each other, that really stands out to me. Um, it's kind of like the balance of, of March Madness where you want all the upsets to happen, but you also want the better matchups of like the prospects later on. So you don't kind of want all of the top teams to lose. It's kind of the interesting, um, that balance of, of watching March Madness and who you cheer for. Um, for sure. In terms of which bracket though, CT, you think is the least strong or the weakest would you say would you say it's the East because Baylor's the weakest one seed, or would you kind of lean somewhere else there? Um, I definitely think the East has a case. Um, you know, seeing Baylor in that in that bracket, I actually I like Kentucky to go uh, to go pretty far until they play Purdue. Um, mm -hmm. I actually I would kind of push back and say the South in my opinion. I, I think the South is a little weak. Yeah. Um, I think Arizona is a very good team, but I do think they have some flaws. Um, then Villanova is always a team that's a threat. Um, you know, seeing them up close in the Big East all the time. They've they've had great, you know, Tony success, but um, they also are very like an older team as well. They have a bunch of guys who are about our fifth year seniors. Um, so I'd probably say it's a toss up between the East and the South being tied for the week, uh, the weakest bracket. Okay, so I've actually got a different bracket being the weakest, but there you could certainly make an argument for any. Though I think we would both agree. I think Gonzaga kind of got screwed a little bit. I think they actually have the most difficult bracket, but we can get into the West in a second. First, um, before we get into the first break, I wanted to talk about, because we both have Tennessee in the Final Four, who, you know, they just won the SEC tournament. They've been, like, one of the best defenses in college basketball lately. They... Yeah, they look really good. They're coming in hot. You and I both have them actually beating Arizona. Is that correct? You, yes. Yep. So I do too. The reason I'm a little bit nervous with Arizona and I see, I think I've seen the MCT as being like the most common pick to win the championship just in like uh, YouTube videos or podcasts I listen to. I see Arizona being picked a lot and I certainly don't disagree I'd like to see them make it far just to continue to watch Matherin because one of my favorite prospects, but mm -hmm. I think who, whichever of Houston and Illinois makes it out. And I think it's going to be Houston is going to give them some issues because Arizona, if you actually look at them over the last few weeks, their defense has started to lag a bit. Uh, when you look at the metrics and Houston is a team that plays with a ton of physicality, they're going to crush you on the boards I mean, when you look at the metrics with Houston, they really do rank as one of the top 15 teams in college basketball. I think they're one of the four teams that rank, that have both a top 20 offense and defense. And I think they're going to bring a lot of physicality that the reason I didn't pick Arizona to go further is just that Houston matchup scares me in the Sweet 16. And if they do get out of that, then I think Tennessee plays, you know, that similar brand of Houston of Houston where the defense is fantastic, but I think they're even a little bit more talented and they're even a little bit hotter coming in. 
And so it's just difficult for me to see. Now, could it happen? Certainly. But that Houston-Tennessee matchup in a row scares me if I'm an Arizona fan. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I think that's that's a tough matchup for them. Uh, Tennessee as well kind of scares me playing Villanova. Just Tennessee's uh, – some of their guys are on the younger side. You know, Kennedy Chandler, um, Zakai Ziegler. Zakai Ziegler, yep. Right, and you see Villanova has Colin Gillespie, a super senior, and Jermaine Samuels, and Justin Moore is old as, older as well. Yep. Um, so that's kind of that, that veteran experience is kind of where it comes into play um, as far as, you know, being a potential kind of like a scarier matchup. Um, but I do think Tennessee has the personnel to really give them problems. Um, you look at Kennedy Chandler, he's very fast guard. Uh, I think Villanova would have a problem with that as far as, you know, pick and roll defense. Um, yeah, but I, I do think Tennessee and Arizona, I think that's going to be a heck of a game if it really comes down to it. I agree, and we got to get into a break now, but coming up after this, I'll tell you which bracket I think is actually the weakest, and we'll get into the reasons behind that. All right, NBA fans, are you looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA? Then you need to try the award-winning app, Prize Picks. It's daily fantasy made easy. Um, you can pick two to five players and over-under on any of their projections and win up to 10 times on any entry. These entries can also be made in under 60 seconds, and it's safe and offers fast withdrawals. Again, use the award-winning app on both the App Store and on Google Play. For a limited time, Price Picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. You get $50 for free if a player in your first Price Picks entry scores a single point, but you must use code NBA. That's right. Exclusive offer available to locked on fans. Sign up today and use promo code NBA. $50 for free if a player in your first Price Picks entry scores a single point. All right, so I think it's kind of obvious now. It's the only bracket we haven't really hit on. There's going to be some other things we're going to go back and talk about, but we haven't talked about the Midwest bracket at all. And that one, to me, CT, that's the one that I have dubbed as kind of the weakest. And that is why I actually have Kansas going all the way to the championship game. Yep. Now, there is one big make... uh, one big game in there along the way that's going to be a make it or break it for my bracket. And that is Kansas, Iowa in the sweet 16. But the reason before we get into that Kansas, Iowa matchup CT that I think this is the weakest is because I think Auburn and Wisconsin and Providence are arguably the weakest two, three and four seeds. Auburn has really struggled and, you know, you and I probably watched them. I know I watched them a lot because Jabari Smith, obviously mm-hmm. watching in terms of the prospects, but their guard play is just so erratic. And the way that those guards play, I just don't see that translating into high level success in March. And they've also been struggling away from home lately as well. And so I don't view Auburn as like a two seed that I'm particularly scared of. Like, if there were a better team in, like, the 7-10 matchup that I was more confident in, I would have picked them to beat Auburn in the second round, but I just don't really believe in Miami or USC enough to to make that pick. And then Wisconsin is the three seed. Yeah, we all love Johnny Davis. He was great this year. But he's banged up now, and they've kind of come in limping as well lately. Now, they did 
make it far in the Big Ten tournament, but just in terms of the actual talent level, like they need Johnny Davis to carry them if they're going to make a run in March. And I've heard that he's banged up, he's injured, and his level just has dropped off a bit lately. So, and then we haven't gotten to Providence yet, but they're a team that has just won a ton of close games. Um, and so will that continue? The metrics, the predictive metrics do not like Providence either. And so my reasoning there, CT, again, Auburn, Wisconsin, Providence, I think they're arguably the weakest of all of the two, three, four seeds. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I have Providence losing in the first round to South Dakota State. Hey, me too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Providence to me is the biggest fraud is the biggest fraud in the tournament. Um, watching the Big East, like I said, I watch the Big East pretty exclusively. Um, I, I know you just mentioned the stat. They have like the most wins uh, within like a certain margin, I think. Very close games. Very close games. Yeah, Ken, uh, Ken Palm has like the their luck rating, and they were like number yeah. one, which is like close games. They just somehow win them all. Now that's not predictive moving forward. It's just such a small sample. So can they keep it up? I I kind of think not. And it sounds like both you and I have them actually losing in the first round. So yeah, no, I, I do think South Dakota is going to give them uh, a problem. Um, and again, I think that also speaks to Providence just having some veteran guys on that team who are you know good at closing out games. So I I do want to give them credit, but. Um, I do think they're pretty fraudulent, and their fans are probably going to come after me after saying that. But, um, yeah, no, like you said, I, I actually – I like this bracket as far as, you know, watchability and also, too, I think, you know, prospect-wise, think, you know, see Johnny Davis versus Jabari Smith, that would be a heck of a matchup. Yep. Um, I think two contrasting styles as well. You know, Auburn likes to push the pace, play pretty fast. Wisconsin's pretty methodical in, in the way they play. And then Kansas-Iowa, you know, you see Keegan Murray and then uh, Oche Abagi and Chris, uh, Christian Braun. I think that's going to be a heck of a matchup, too. Um, so as far as prospect uh, matchup goes, I really like that kind of the bracket, but I do think Kansas has the upper hand as far as, you know, teams limping into the tournament and also too, I like the matchups as well. You know, McCormick, uh, pretty big body down low is pretty tough to stop. Um, and Agbaji's obviously had a heck of a year. He's probably going to be a lottery pick. So, um, I like Kansas to come out of that bracket. So let's get back to, cause it sounds like we both picked the South Dakota state over Providence. So, um, we kind of um, guessed each other's kind of upset in the first round. That was kind of my biggest one. Mm-hmm. And um, the the reason why is because obviously I don't think, and it sounds like you view similar that Providence is a little bit of fool's gold there that they haven't been as good as their record this year. But then also I'm excited to watch South Dakota state because they are an elite offensive team. Now they haven't really played anybody all season, but 30 and four and they're shooting 44% from three this season, which is like easily number one in college basketball. Baylor Shireman, their guard is kind of like one of the best college basketball players that most people have not heard of. Shoots 47% from three, just a sniper. Crazy. And, and so like, if I'm looking at a team that I think can pull off an upset, one, I want to think that the team they're playing against the higher seed is vulnerable. Check here for Providence. I think they are vulnerable. And then when you look at this team, they they shoot the ball really well. So they have that variability where if they just have a hot shooting night, they can easily win. But then they've got some experience on their team too. Plus they've got a star in Baylor Shireman. So that kind of checks all the boxes for me. And it sounds like it actually might be a bit of a popular pick. Yeah, no, definitely. 
That's one of the big. That's one of the big uh, upsets I have in the first round. I actually also have Vermont over Arkansas as another big upset. Whoa. Okay. Yep. So so give me the, give me the pitch on that one. So I think Arkansas has been you know hit or miss this year. Um, obviously they have a, they have a really good seed. Um, but for for me with Vermont, just watching them play, um, you know a decent amount over the years, they're very methodical in their offense. They're very structured. Um, I know Arkansas kind of likes to play up and down. Uh. I actually do like, um, you know, Devo Davis and uh, and Williams as well on mm-hmm. Arkansas, but um, I think those two guys are, are really good. But as far as Vermont, I just think they have the recipe for an upset in the first round. And uh, I think Arkansas last year they played Colgate, and they, they really had, like, a, yeah. a pretty big scare in that first half. Yeah, I picked Colgate last year, and it was so close to happening. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that was a close one. So I think this is the year where uh, Arkansas goes out in the first round. Yeah, and to your point, Vermont also one of the most efficient teams. They are third in effective field goal percent, and they play at a slower pace, like you said as well, methodical. But they get good shots and make them. So you know, one of the easy, one of the kind of better ways for teams to upset a better seed or a better team is just to slow the game down, reduce the number of possessions, and kind of make threes. And like Vermont certainly kind of fits that equation. So I like that, but I, I don't want, I'm an, I'm not an Arkansas fan, but I like Jalen Williams. I like their team. Yep. I enjoy watching them. So I like, it'd be interesting if they got upset, but I do want to see a potential like Gonzaga, Arkansas matchup in the sweet 16. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's use this to transition into the West. Um, because you said that, I think we've both said that, Gonzaga got the number one overall seed, but I think they've got the hardest like road to get to the final four. And frankly, CT, I was very, very tempted not to pick them to make it. But in the end, like Gonzaga's just been so strong this year. But it like to me, it's a coin flip whether they make it to the final four. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Um, actually, that an intriguing matchup for me is would be a potential Gonzaga UConn matchup. Um, Andre Jackson um, versus Chet would be a really, really cool matchup. Um, UConn has some good guards and RJ Cole as well. And then, you know, Gonzaga has Julian Strother. Um, so that'd be a good matchup in that, in that kind of range. And then Gonzaga too, they'd have to go against Duke or Texas Tech. And I actually think, I personally have Texas Tech beating Duke um, to get, I think that's to the Elite Eight, yep. I believe. Me too. Um, so that's that's a matchup that I really like. I just I like Texas Tech's ability to throw multiple guys at, at Bonchero. Um, yeah. You know, McCuller, and then you have Terrence Shannon, who's a guy who's a little more on the undersized side against Paolo, but he's very strong and physical, very quick as well. Um, so that's a matchup that I really like. Yeah, but Gonzaga beating UConn and then having to beat Texas Tech or Duke is a very, very tough matchup. And then Gonzaga would potentially have to play Purdue uh, to get to the final, to the final game. I think that's a pretty pretty tough road, and I think that's pretty underrated as well. I've seen, I've heard a lot of people say that Gonzaga's had kind of the easier route to get there, and I kind of disagree with that statement. I disagree with it too. I hadn't even thought of the UConn matchup because I have Arkansas, and I want to see them make it. You've seen Connecticut more than I have, I think, this year. Yeah. The the most intriguing, like probably, if I had to pick one second round matchup that I'd be most excited to see, you might be able to guess it, but Gonzaga Memphis in the second round. Yep. Where uh, Jalen Duran, I'm a big fan of. He's been coming on lately, and Memphis as a whole has really played well over the last few weeks. So, like, I 
like before the bracket came out, I had in my head that Memphis was going to be a team that I was going to pick to make a deep run in the tournament. I really liked them as kind of like an under the radar team. But of course they drew Gonzaga in the second round. So now it's yeah. like, what what do I do there? But in terms of like Chet versus Jalen Duran, like that will be arguably the number one prospect matchup we could potentially get all tournament. Now I would love to see Gonzaga Duke again, like Arizona, yep. Arizona, Tennessee, like uh, Purdue, Kentucky. There's a lot you could pick from. You mentioned Wisconsin, Auburn, but we'll actually probably get to see Duran match up with Chet and just the difference in styles will be fascinating to see two of my favorite prospects. But also I really do think that the toughness Memphis plays with and that athleticism they have, like, I would say it's like a, a 30 to 40% chance they actually beat Gonzaga, which is probably higher than most people would say. Because like you, most of the shows I watch or podcasts I listen to have Gonzaga rolling into the final four. Yep. Like, I don't see that. Like, to your uh, point, yeah. Memphis and then potentially Arkansas or UConn and then Duke or Texas Tech. They already lost to Duke this year, but Texas Tech, the physical style that they play with, even though GU already beat them this year, like Texas Tech has improved a ton since the beginning of the year. So I agree. Like if I'm Mark Few getting the number one seed, like this is maybe not a worst case scenario, but I think they've got the toughest road among the one seeds to the final four. Um, we've got to get into the final commercial break, but when we come back, we'll do our predictions. We'll give kind of our championship and you know, final winner of the championship game predictions and any other final thoughts that we've got on the tournament coming up. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's that time of year. We're into March. Most everybody has certainly given up on their New Year's resolutions, but this year you don't really have to because you can eat well and you can be healthy at the same time and you can do that if you get yourself some built bars, I love the different flavors. I love that they're 100% covered in chocolate. They've also got this new type called puffs where the, they're the first ever protein infused marshmallow. Pretty interesting. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're also a treat and again 100% covered in real chocolate. They're low calorie, high protein, and they can go ahead and just replace your candy bars. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. So go to built.com and you and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low calorie, high fiber, high fiber, low carb. Again, go to built.com, use promo code locked 15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, CT, I'll let you go first. You gave us your final four, but give us your championship game and then ultimately who you're predicting to win it all. All right, so my championship game is Kansas versus Purdue. Okay. And my my winner is Kansas. I've just been high on Kansas the whole year. Uh, I just think they have a lot of versatility. Um, you know, as far as, you know, Remy Martin's a, a you know, pretty good point guard. Like Baji's been an All-American this whole year. Christian Barnes, like the Swiss Army knife, you know, he could do a lot of things on the floor. McCormick, uh, really good big uh, as far as back to the basket goes. And Jalen Wilson, Wilson is pretty versatile and underrated as well. Yeah. Um, and then as far as Purdue goes, I, I kind of like their route. 
um, to the final. I like Jaden Ivey as far as just him. I really feel like this tournament's going to be, you know, I think everyone knows Jaden Ivey now, and especially, you know, NBA people as well. Um, but I just feel like this is a tournament where it's going to be tailor-made for him as far as bigs, uh, bigs he could attack. If you look at Kentucky, you know, Oscar Shibway, you know, I think Jaden Ivey could have his way in the high pick and roll against him as well. And then you see Baylor has some versatile defenders, but I just think Ivy's that good that he could, you know, kind of carry them uh, to the final. Um, yeah. And then yes. versus Gonzaga well, as well, too, like, um, you know, against Chet, too. I just I just think Jaden could could really have his way in that matchup. Um, so I think just as far as matchups go, I like Purdue. Then Kansas as well, just a team that I've been high on the whole year. Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of elite potential prospect matchups, like Purdue-Gonzaga, Jaden Ivey trying to score on Chet in the paint would be, that would be peak uh, draft Twitter, peak, you know, prospect evaluation. So I'll be cheering for that one. Um, So I have Kansas over Gonzaga too. Now, the way that I kind of do this is, you know, I factor in like, how difficult is their road to make it? Like, I don't look at just one matchup at a time, but I think... Like, if Gonzaga played Kansas, yes, I would actually pick Gonzaga in that game to win. But going back to what we talked about, about how difficult Gonzaga's road is, in my opinion, that's why I don't... Just because we all know we've played these tournament games, like, the further on you go, the more points each round is worth, right? So I just want to kind of hedge my bet that I could see Gonzaga losing you know, any time from the Sweet 16 to the Elite Eight or Final Four. And so I think Kansas has an easier route. So that's why I hedged my bets there. Um, If they actually were to play, I think Gonzaga would win. But I just think Kansas has the easier route. So that's why I have them as the champion as well. And like you said, the way that they play, I mean, with the wings they have, with Ogbaji, Brown, and Wilson, they're almost like an NBA team with with the way that they play. And they've been one of the most consistent teams this year. So um, I, I'm feeling solid about that pick right now, but I haven't, I haven't really talked about UCLA CT who I picked to actually make the final four. So I'll give you my pitch on that. But um, how far did you have UCLA making it? Uh, I had UCLA going up against Baylor and then Baylor okay. beating them. So, yeah, I kind of just wanted to make my point that I think Baylor is kind of weak as a one seed and the thing is, too, that UCLA has a ton of experience both last year in the tournament, but I just think that the guys they have uh, with Hawkes, um, with the guard play, uh, with Juzang, these guys proved themselves last year in the tournament. Even Jules Bernard is a really good player. And so, like, if it just gets down to, like, clutch time and it's a close game, like, I just trust UCLA to kind of close it out especially against younger teams like Baylor where they've got experienced guards, but you know, if these guys are injured and can't play and they're leaning on, you know, even though I love Kendall Brown, I love Jeremy Sohan, you know, in March against really experienced teams like Hawkins and Juzang are two wings that are just much more experienced as college basketball players. And so like I could see him beating Baylor. That's why, that's why I picked it. Now the UCLA Kentucky matchup, would be an interesting one, but I kind of hedged my bet there too, because to your point, that Kentucky Purdue matchup would be a coin flip for me. And so like, I just kind of trust UCLA. And like I said, I always kind of like to pick one, you know, under the radar 
not that they're a Cinderella, it's UCLA, but a bit of a sleeper pick to follow where if they do make it far, I can be like, you know, I picked that and it was fun to watch along the way. So I always right. like to do that at least once or twice throughout my bracket just to make the, the viewing experience certainly more enjoyable. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I can see UCLA going pretty far. Um, like you mentioned, you know, Hakez and Ju Zhang were pretty experienced in the tournament last year. I can see them definitely going far, uh, far as well. Um, yeah, my team, my team for me, I know they're not really underrated. Uh, just Texas Tech. I just think they're really, you're going to go really far in this tournament. Um, I kind of like how their bracket broke, even though they're playing Duke. I just think that's a favorable matchup for them. Um, yeah. But it's like I just like how they're playing right now and uh, kind of how their personnel matches up. Yeah, I mean, I I like their their road that they've got too. I think they beat Alabama in the second round, and then Duke just Duke hasn't played well. I think they've almost gotten worse over the course of the season, and Texas Tech as a team is just so tough. They've been by far the best defense over the last two months, and yep. like, does Duke want to play against that toughness? Like, this is just feels like the classic Texas Tech team over the last five years that it just always makes it far in March that wins those gritty games where it's like first to 50 in Texas tech, they, they win those games. They're kind of that same team again this year. And that's why I think they're going to play Gonzaga close if, if they face him as well. hundred percent. Yeah. I think the thing with Duke is I, I think Duke's got an argument for the most talented roster in all of March madness, but you know, they're pretty inexperienced. And I, I was watching the ACC championship game and Mike young on Virginia tech just completely, completely how coach coach K I think. As far as you know, matchups he wanted and um, what's his uh, what's his name? Couture on on Virginia Tech. He went all yep. for like thirty points and a bunch yep. of threes. So I feel like if you could kind of game plan against Duke and get you know the preferred matchups you want, who you want to exploit, I feel like that's kind of a matchup where you could take advantage. I agree. Um, well, CT, thank you for taking the time to join me today. Any other thoughts uh, on the tournament or anything else that you want to plug before we go ahead and finish up? Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just definitely excited to have March Madness back. I think we really, we really covered a bunch of topics. We hit every kind of region, uh, yeah. you know, upset picks as well. Um, yeah, I just think Kansas Purdue is going to be the game, but yeah, no, I'll be, I'll be tweeting my thoughts about, um, you know, each of the games definitely been, definitely be on prospect watch as well. Um, and I'll probably have one, one or two articles before the drafts coming up, but, um, you know, thanks for having me on Sam. I appreciate it as usual. Sounds good. Go follow CT on Twitter and check out any of the work he does. He does some articles uh, on prospects. Uh, I'm sure we'll see more of those as the draft approaches. But for now, I think we got the the first four is on as we record this. And when this comes out, we'll just be hours from the tournament starting. So thank you, CT, for joining me. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in.